Hi, I'm Chris Perfetti, and this is D23 Inside Disney. Hi, Disney fans. This week, we're talking to Chris Perfetti of ABC's hit series, Abbott Elementary. Want to hear what it's like behind the scenes of the hilarious Emmy award-winning show? You'll have to stay tuned. I'm Courtney. And I'm Hunter. And this is D23 Inside Disney. Courtney, I'm very excited for today's guests because to me, Abbott is one of the best shows on television. Are you excited for the new season? Oh my gosh, 100%. Quinta Brunson has been like heavy in my social media timeline since she got online so many years ago. I absolutely adore her. She's so fantastic. She just won the Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, and she's the creator of the show. And I just found this out. She based it in part on her mother's 40-year career as a school teacher. I had no idea. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think she really embodies her mom in the show for sure. Yeah, she's killing it. She also writes on the show. And one other thing I learned, Quinta named the school on the series after one of her own elementary school teachers, Joyce Abbott. How about that? That is so cool. I did not know that. That's really cool. Okay, I love that. Courtney, so did you have a favorite teacher growing up and what what made them so memorable? Yes, definitely. Mine was probably my algebra teacher in the 10th grade, Miss Cannon. Shout out to her. I think she got remarried. But she just made algebra like fun for me and just took her time. And I'm I'm not great at math. And she just kind of sat with me and helped me understand it a little bit better. So shout out to Miss Cannon. Thank you for helping me pass algebra in the 10th grade with a C plus. <laughs> what about you, Hunter? You have a favorite teacher? I do have a, a favorite teacher. I have, I have a little bit of a story about him, if you're interested. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. My favorite teacher was Mr. Clark in high school. Here's what happened. I was a freshman, and every day I'd see students on a, a live broadcast on the TVs in our classroom, and they were making videos, and I wanted to make movies, so I really wanted to be in Mr. Clark's broadcast class, of course. And then I find out oh. the waiting list. <laughs> the waiting list for the class was like a mile long, and I'm not on it. And my counselor was like, no, pick another class because there's no way you're getting in. So I was like, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> And so on the last day of school, I slid a note under Mr. Clark's door and he saw some of the videos I had made and he gave me a shot. And just like that, I was in. I, I promise the story is going somewhere. And then for like three years, I had this class where we had to make videos every week. And some of that stuff I made was pretty cringe in, in retrospect, but he was a teacher that really believed in me and it really helped me get through some bullying in high school. Aww. Like talking with him specifically, but also having, you know, an outlet to make films about bullying and then reading the school news on camera, I feel like helped prepare me for what we're doing here for co-hosting this podcast with you, Courtney. I was just going to say, and look at you now. <laughs> that class led to like film school and then applying for Disney internships yeah. over and over again. And then this is the end of the story. Flash forward 10 years. I'm at this screening of this feature film that I got to direct and it was like one of the most important moments of my life. And then who walks in? But no. Mr. Clark. I, yeah. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did and he I was, recognize you? I'm sure you look a little bit different. I do. I have, <laughs> I have a mustache now. Yes. That's the only difference. <laughs> to, to quote Star Wars, it felt like the circle is now complete. And uh, except he did not hit me with a lightsaber at the end of that. Oh, but um, That's it, probably a good thing, though. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> Very cool. Well, shout out to Mr. Clark and Miss Can for yeah. shaping the young minds of today or young minds of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I am such a huge fan of Abbott Elementary. 
which just returned to ABC for its third season. So it makes it all the more exciting that we get to meet one of its stars this week. So let's get right into our fantastic chat with the actor behind Abbott's very own history teacher, Jacob Hill, actor Chris Perfetti. Chris Perfetti, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Hunter. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm a little sweaty. I was just filming a a very, well, let me not get fired and spoil what I was just filming, but I was filming, let's say, a very physical cold open to episode 310. So I'm catching my breath a little bit, but happy to be here. I can't wait to see that. And it's, it's so cool to be talking to you in between filming scenes. I watched the season premiere last night, and it's one of those shows where I'm watching it by myself, but I'm laughing out loud. Oh, I love that. I have a lot of friends who also watch it alone. And I feel like Quinta's intention was that one of her aspirations was that folks would watch it together and that people of all, you know, a family could kind of center around one thing. But I feel like I only know people who watch it alone. So you're corroborating that story, I guess. Well, it's a show for everybody. I mean, everybody can relate to it. And it's arguably the most awarded sitcom on network TV right now. It's got 15 primetime Emmy Award nominations and four wins. When in the process of making this show, did you realize like, oh, this is going to be a hit? I mean, in terms of like the sort of like external validation, I feel like that is like I'm having sort of a new pinch me moment around that every day, even now in our, you know, halfway through our third season. It's just something that I feel like you you try to like protect yourself and not, you know, hold expectations too high. But in terms of like knowing that the show was great and, you know, it was always sort of a hit in my mind. The minute I read the pilot, I thought, you know, if anybody is really brave enough to do this the way that I think Quinta is intending it to be, I think it could not not be a hit. It's just just a great idea. And it feels very authentic. You know, writers that write, I feel like only for themselves are very attractive to me. It's There's a quality in that dialogue that feels like you want to go with that person. And, and I felt that from the very beginning. So it's kind of one of those things where like you don't you don't expect it to become a hit, but it's not a surprise at the same time. Not a surprise at all. And you personally were nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. Congratulations. And you won a SAG Ensemble Award with the rest of the cast. How has that experience been, getting those accolades, attending these award shows? I've been loving your outfits. I saw you in this all-white suit. I'm like, oh, man, that looks so cool. Thank you. Yeah, you know, one thing that I feel like people sleep on this cast a bit about, like, we love to dress up, you know? At work, every day, we're in our, like, no-shame to like JC Penny or LL Bean, but like we're in our teacher drag pretty much all day, every day. And so these moments where we get to go out and be together and turn a look, I feel like are very exciting for us. I think fashion is art to me and I want to express myself in that way. And so it's great. It's just a blast. You know, this group really likes to party. And so it was so nice to be included in all of those things. Again, I feel like you kind of make a show in a bubble and and you don't expect anything to come out of it. And, and when it does, it just means all the more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you can tell you guys are having so much fun on set. It does feel like a party. You got into acting at a, a pretty young age, right, Chris? What was it that, like, what really drew you to acting? You know... I have a pretty boring story in terms of that 
trajectory. I I kind of was into music as a youngster. And then I had teachers, really fabulous teachers who sort of, you know, just pointed me in certain directions. And I kind of fell into theater that way. And then I decided to go to drama school and kind of fell in love with it for what I imagine are all of the right reasons. And I feel very blessed to have known so young what I wanted to do. And I haven't found a greater high yet. It's still my favorite thing. So yeah, I I don't take for granted that I knew that early and was lucky enough to be surrounded by people who could show me how to do it. Yeah, watching the show and talking to you now, I mean, I can tell you're just born to be a performer. I can just feel it from you. Getting into this character, did you have to do like research? Did you meet up with any high school teachers, public school teachers? And, you know, have you met any since the show began? What's that been like? Yeah, I feel like I have met so many teachers now. You know, Jacob is sort of like an amalgamation of a bunch of different people in my life and some people I've never met before. But yeah, I tried not to like bog myself down too much with what daily life in a school would necessarily be like. I feel like we all sort of innately have that, you know, we all did this. And so we know, and, and I felt like learning how to play a teacher was not necessarily useful. And, and I've sort of just obsessed myself more with the things that I've think Jacob is afraid of and excited about and, you know, just his wants and desires more. But I think it's really a testament to Quinta and how well-rounded she charted these characters from the get-go. Like I said, when I read the first episode, I was like, oh, I know exactly who this guy is and I can be like that. And there's parts of him that are, you know, completely foreign to me, but I want to explore what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you like most about Jacob? I guess first and foremost, the thing that attracted me most to it was I feel like I am often cast as like tragic, brooding characters. And there's just an unabashed kind of optimism and excitement and positivity that Jacob I think shares with Janine's character. And so that was very exciting. I hope I'm not sort of like as naive as Jacob is, but I can definitely recognize kind of like a penchant to swallow one's words or like trip over yourself. Like, I feel like that is something I really understand. Jacob in many ways, like feels sort of out of place. And that was also like very interesting to me as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to your character myself included. And I, I love the the overwhelming optimism he has is inspiring in a way. I think we can all learn to be a little bit more like that. So this new season, it's off to such a funny, great start. I love these characters. Is there anything you can tell us about the new season? You know, you started sh- shooting back in November. You're, you're shooting an episode right now, it sounds like. Yeah, we are right in the thick of it. Look, I I don't know that I can cobble the words to describe how excited I am about this season. It was so fun last year to like chart these characters over that many episodes. And I feel like what we have done this year, being that the season is slightly shorter because we started late with the strikes and all, I don't feel like anything has been lost. I feel like if anything, we've kind of like packed in more. I'm just so impressed by how every script is 
incredibly unique and wildly hilarious. There's a lot of new characters. There's, mm-hmm. you know, if you've seen the first episode, there's a very sort of ambitious take on the way the show needs to be now. And and I was so in awe of how Quinta handled that and how she explained that, you know, why we're starting halfway through the school year. But <laughs> yeah, I just think the all of the things that made the show fun in the first and second season for me have just been sort of distilled and concentrated. And the show to me feels funnier and weirdly more poignant and yeah, I'm just excited for people to see it. The characters feel so real and it feels like every season we know them deeper and deeper. They just feel like real people. And they, it's one of those shows where it's like, oh, it's it's like before we started this interview, I'm like, oh, I know Chris. I'm like, wait, he doesn't. We've never met. I don't, I don't know this person, but I feel like I do. You've been talking about working with Quinta. I'd love to know what it's like working with her. Torturous. Um, <laughs> no, it's. Even at this point, it has been one of the great honors and joys of my career in life. I have so much love for her as a artist and as a person. I'm a very lucky man. It's just great to witness like daily life on this set with her at the helm. You know, she's wearing so many hats at once and it's beautiful to watch somebody work in that way. And on top of that, she's an incredible human being and an incredible actor. And so, yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about Quinta. Again, it's a testament to how authentically she drew these characters and how idiosyncratic and eccentric they are that they feel like people you know. And so though, mm-hmm. although we have not met before, you know, I think... If we're doing our job correctly, we need to sort of dupe you into feeling like this is a documentary. You know, it's obviously a comedy and we write a lot of jokes, but the whole premise of the show is that these are real people in the real world and cameras just happen to catch what's going on in their lives. And so I think that's a real priority for Quinta and all of us. And you can't really write characters that are cartoons or two-dimensional if you're going to do that. So... Yeah, they truly feel three-dimensional. And I I love how you guys acknowledge the camera sometimes. There's one part in this first episode of the season where you look towards the camera right before an ad break, and it I burst out loud laughing. I'm curious, like, on some of these takes, is the whole cast and crew bursting out laughing, and then you guys have to cut right before (laughs) that happens? I will tell you this, Hunter. We have our days, but it's a struggle. Yeah. I think on the whole, it's an incredibly professional and efficient set. You know, we don't waste a lot of time laughing at each other, but I am surrounded Mm. by comedic assassins and it's very hard because I just genuinely find them all really funny and they're all pros. Going back to the beginning, what was the audition process like for Abbott Elementary? You know, I didn't meet Quinta until I was testing like for the network and the studio, but I had read her script months before and I was working on something else, I think at the time down in Atlanta. And yeah, I just like sent in a tape. Yeah, I think like a couple of months went by before I met Quinta and then it was pretty kind of standard, you know, actor gets the job. But it was so strange, actually, because the world was 
still sort of shut down. And so I think the first time I met everybody was over Zoom, which was odd because for an comedy that like heavily relies on our chemistry, Zoom, as, as you may know, is sort of like the chemistry killer or it just can be tricky. But yeah, that's kind of how it went. The chemistry is definitely there between each character, and there's all these different dynamics. You mentioned working with Quinta. What's it like working with Lisa Ann Walter and Cheryl Lee Ralph? Dude, it's amazing. The um, <laughs> They feel like family now. One of the most difficult parts of like starting our season later was the sense of relief that I feel like I've experienced coming back at the beginning of the second season was just delayed and sort of compounded in a way. And so I, I genuinely missed them. And They're all just so fantastic. It's only been, I feel like, through having this job that I've realized just how good it can be, you know, that like when you work with actors that you trust and admire, it kind of like sets the bar at a new level. And I'm like, oh, this is this is amazing. It could always be like this. Why wasn't it always like this? (laughs) Well, all of that really translates to camera. We really feel the camaraderie between all of you on set. Chris, I'm a big fan of the show and a big fan of yours. Thank you for being on the Inside Disney podcast. Thanks, Hunter. That means a lot. Chatting with Chris was so fun. Don't forget, Abbott Elementary airs Wednesdays on ABC and streams next day on Hulu. Thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. And don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. If you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back soon with more fantastic guests on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.